0: Hey there, Joseph Byers, back to talk to you about more Greymore things. Uh, it's really great to be back again, as I said in the previous episode. Um, things are coming together for this serial, and again, I still haven't come up with a name, which is pretty bad considering that um, I you know, should name it, especially since the last one was called The Almost Doctor. Um I think it'll come next week. I think that'll be the time that I determine the actual working title of this serial. But other than that, there isn't too much to talk about. If you have suggestions or really like this podcast, please go ahead and share them on your social media outlets. I know right now we have Facebook and Twitter. Uh, Facebook, if you just go on and Google Graymore, it should come up. If you happen to use Twitter, and you like Twitter more, um, there should be, I think it's GraymoreCast is the tag for it, or you can just hashtag GraymorePodcast, and you should be able to find it. Other than that, there really isn't too much for me to talk about, other than if you really want to be a voice on the show, you can do so. All you have to do is just send a email, or you can share an at or comment on the Facebook page. You can do any of those things. You can do so and I can check into your uh, credentials, see how it works out. And I can put you as a character on the show. It'd be really great to have some more input. Um, I've had a few comments of feedback that have been really amazing and really helpful for the show. So if we can get maybe a couple voices to fill in some of the holes That'd be great. So I still want to give one more big shout out to everybody who listens to the show. It really means a lot to have people listen to it, especially after I put a fair bit of time into the story and what to come up with. So it's really great to see people invested in the show and want to hear more of it. So I know for a fact that At least in the resin cereal or cereals, I think there's going to be a few more cereals and then I'll see where to take it from there. But without further ado, let's get into this week's episode, episode 2.2 The Rising. We watched the house burn as the fire department began to spray their hoses at the house. Locke and Thorne wiped the tears from their eyes as they raised their heads over their muses for the night. Casey and I shared a look, and we both pulled out our phones. Amy was a little bewildered when I called. Everything okay? Yeah, except Thorne's house burned down. I'm assuming you're needed? Yeah, I paused inside. Overtime? It'll help, for sure. Love you, I said with hope in my heart. Love you, too. The line went dead. I turned back to Casey as she was mumbling to herself on her phone. Tom, we we need a few beds. There's been a fire. Yeah. Greek, no, they need... She looked at the four of them. Two beds. Yes. No, somewhat... It's complicated. Resonant Reson and I have reports down. Copy. She ended her call and looked at the youthful lovers. So, you're going to be staying in an empty willow. Tom is going to unlock it for you. Don't be afraid. He's aware that your lovers here are going to be with you. Thorne went to reach for her hand, but Casey deftly deflected it with a turn of her body. We can drive you, if Reson will focus. I snapped back from the scene after taking a photo. Yeah, man, we can take you guys back to the Willows. J- just be careful. I-, I don't like the feeling of this. Casey nodded and put Locke and his muse in her car. I held the doors open for Thorn and his muse. And as always, they're accepting admissions at Graymore. I turned on the Bruce Springsteen tape I found at a garage sale while they seemed to bob along. I decided to turn down the radio and asked Thorne some questions. The moment I went to open my mouth, Thorne cut me off. W- we didn't blaze up? I figured. You were too scared to be toking tonight. The fire and light disappeared behind us. I turned on my turn signal and proceeded to head south to cross the boardwalk near campus safety. Is she mad at me? The girl next to him let out a cry of surprise, followed by the sound of a hand smacking another.
1: Your hands are cold,
0: she cried. Hey, I called out. None of that shit in my car. You're the boss, Thorne said. In case you're wondering, I looked over my shoulder at the date, blushing feverishly. Yeah, she looks a little mad at you. Thorne sighed and turned to his date. You're still beautiful, though I wish I could have adorned you better, he said, lightly brushing her hair. Please stay with me for the night. She smiled then and leaned in to kiss him as I looked away, turning sharply onto the road that led to the north side of campus. What a bumpy ride, said Thorne with a glare at me in the rear view. I scowled to myself as I wished for the youthful frivolity of love. The willows appeared within reach, but a flicker of light resonated into the woods. I stopped the car and looked for a second. Why did we stop? Thorn said, thinking of his conquest.
1: Is everything okay, sir?
0: The date said. I I just saw something in the woods. The moonlight came from behind a cloud to reveal two glass circles staring back at us in the darkness. Jesus, I said. I blinked and the circles were gone, disappeared into the night. We jumped at the noise as the tape ejected from the tape deck, begging to be flipped. Thorn sat on the edge of the seat and braced himself. Resin, that that was... I drove on, slamming back into the seat. Nothing, I said. I didn't see anything too crazy. Did you? Thorn, I want to go to bed, the girl said, returning to his side in fear. Don't worry, love. It'll be bedtime soon. We made it to the empty willow, and I let him go into the night. Let's talk this week, I said to Thorne. You better, he said, walking towards his love. His bare chest reflected the moonlight as he turned away and wrapped his arms around the date. Tom led him into the apartment as Casey said goodbye to Thorne and his date. They walked over to me a little shocked. What? I said to them. Thorne said he saw two glass spheres in the woods with you guys when you were turning onto the drive. Casey shivered. It's best when you get your statements tonight so that we don't forget them, Tom said flatly. Casey and I walked out later and talked for a little bit, following our written statements. Thorne is such a dick, she exclaimed suddenly. I've known him for a long time, I said, a little tired. He's going to do his thing. You either follow him or you get out. She stopped and turned towards me. She nodded a little bit. And shook her head slightly. I pulled her into a friendly hug and patted her head. Hey, it's going to be okay. You just got to roll on. She smiled then and hit my arm. Take care of Amy. Was she disappointed? I shook my head. Thorn's like family to me. He needs a big brother. She laughed at my response and got into her car. I did the same with mine and turned on Dylan's broadcast. The knobs were getting a little frail, so I had to be careful. Using the clothes hanger attached to the antennae outside, I could grasp bits and pieces here and there.
1: And all Greymore. My name is Dylan Derringer here for some scaling updates to tickle your fancy. There seems to be some competition going on with the homecoming King and Queen. One outstanding support for a few underdogs here on campus. For Audinson, myself wait myself. Is this a joke now? Dylan Derringer does not appear not these things, but he appears on the paper, sir, it seems. Also, finally, the leader of the armies. What an outstanding cast of characters for the title of king. Now for Queen, we have Lucy Golston, Peggy Linger, and Dominique O'Neill. Good luck, candidates. May you find the best of odds for your nominations and win that election. There's a report coming in. Oh. Oh dear God. Apparently there was an explosion from North Campus. Thor and house caught fire. Firefighters and Campus Safety are looking into the carnage and wreckage. Apparently both he and Lockley are okay. Be sure to spread your condolences of their house being burnt down sometime along the boardwalk. The vicious animal attacks have come to what appears to be a complete stop here of late. Still please be 100% careful. Greymoor is an unforgiving place nowadays. We knew that coming in here in the Northeast, but be sure to keep up your vigilance. We don't want you to suffer a savage attack like some of our lost students have. The forecast for tonight? A bit of a hazy one. Nothing for sure, but it seems to be mist rolling off the cliff. From what I can see, it'll be a damp and slightly breezy morning. Finally, the luncheon, a normal one for a change, but it seems to be corned beef and chipped lizard gravy over biscuits. Apparently, the science department experienced some gas leaks of late, and their lizards have lost the will to live. So be sure to enjoy the new flavor of biscuits and gravy. Don't be too hasty or it'll be all gone. For tonight, I will sign off as I decide what to do with my announcement of Homecoming King nomination. What shall I wear, I wonder, when I steal the crown away from the other two? Ha! Ha! I kid, of course. This is no laughing matter. It must be taken seriously. Good night! As as you always remember, we are accepting admissions here at Greymore's hit station, WGSO!
0: I turned off Dylan's broadcast and slumped against the seat's headrest as I pulled into my driveway. I snagged a little of the leftover pizza from the office and walked inside. The dogs greeted me as usual, but they didn't seem as happy. I patted their heads and dropped their food down for them. I read my watch to see a Big 12 glaring back at me. I sighed in disbelief, but also relief at being home. I went to the attic to place the info about Thorn on my desk for informative research the next day. I crawled into bed to see Amy, sound asleep as usual. I wrapped my arm around her and closed my eyes as the doggos came up to snuggle us. The dream I had was super iffy. And kind of creepy. It seemed like the skies were an unnatural shade of green when I woke up in the field. Thor and Odin were standing next to me. Plain as day. With a random appearance of a dog. Thor kicked the dog as it transformed into a very brutish looking character. Watch it! The lanky man said. Dad? I probed. It's time for you to waken yourself, son. The The tall man? Is that Locke's dad? Is that Loki? And as... The light began to shimmer... I was feeling myself slowly turn, and to see Odin looking at me. I couldn't move, and Odin turned his eye towards me then, and I swayed into the field. I heard the voice call louder, and louder than expected. Resin! Resin, wake up! I opened my clenched fist to see Amy looking down on me, furious. You took your fingernails into my skin! What the hell is wrong with- She slowed her cadence. You. She backed away from the window as I got out of bed. Coming around to see her, I got in between her and the glass. A scratching sound came from the window, though nothing was pressing against it. I looked at Amy and motioned to the corner of the room. She followed and crouched into it, staring at me with fearful eyes. I slowly raised my hand to my lips to tell her to be quiet. When I turned away, she let out a startled cry as we both saw the gas mask fall from where it was floating outside our window to the ground below. I threw open the window to see nothing on the ground below us but a pool of some kind of liquid. I shut the window and saw a big letter S painted in what appeared to be blood. Oh my god, I exhaled. What the hell is going on, Resin? I turned back to her with a slight tremble to my hands. I need to call my dad. Dad was taken aback when I picked up the phone, detailing both the dream and the incidents with the mask. Slo- "'Slow down, son,' he said, with a little too much emphasis. "'You you saw a what? A gas mask!' I exclaimed through the receiver end. "'Jeez, son, t- take it easy. You you should hang up and call the police. "'Dad,' I sighed. Oh, "'I had this dream where Odin was looking at me, and, th- and Thor, and Loki, and... "'The other end went completely dead. "'Hello? Dad? Dad! Dad!' To my discontent, no sounds came from the opposing line. Amy was having a tall glass of wine when I came back down the stairs. Dad, Dad's line went dead. I, I think I'm going to go check on him. No, you're not. I'm not going to be here alone when you roll out of here in all kinds of paranoia. Then get in the truck, grab my gun, and keep it with you in the car. resin his line went dead, I said. He's old. He's old. He could be dying right now and we are just sitting here wasting our time she went to grab the keys while I went to secure the doors I picked up my cell and called again to try and get to my dad but it went straight to voicemail shit dad oh no I began to plead Amy threw the keys and we ran out the door with the dogs we got into the cab backed out the driveway and bolted down the road In the distance, the lights around my parents' house gave way to the beginning of a small blaze. It seemed to have consumed the top portion and was making its way to the bottom of the house. God, no! I exclaimed as I stepped out of the truck and took in the scene. Amy was on the phone with the fire department as I got out to look for my parents. The haze and the mist were clouding what I could see and stepping became perilous. I could hear the crunch of gravel and feel it between the crevices of my boots. I tripped over something and hit the ground hard. I fumbled through the smoke and felt the hand squeeze mine. I got you, Pop! I said as I began to gain my composure. I picked him up off the ground and began to drag him back to the car. Where's Mom? He raised his hand back over my head towards where I had found him. I yelled to Amy something incoherent as I took shaky steps running back towards the house. I shook my head and started shouting for my mom. In a bit of fever panic, I found her in the rising fire next to their car, passed out and unresponsive. I pulled her up into what I could in a makeshift carry and drug her back to our car. The sirens sang into the night and the lights flashed as the ambulances turned down the drive. I looked back at the house for a minute to see the structure fall and the gas mask fade in the bottom of the window. Graymore is written, produced, and directed by Joseph Byers. Have questions or comments? Go ahead and send them on down to J-O-S-R-B-Y-E-R-S at gmail.com at GraymoreCast on Twitter, or the Graymore page on Facebook. Want to be a voice on the show? Go ahead and submit a query on those platforms. The next episode will be out towards the end of June which is going to be the 29th and as always Graymore, stay safe out there if you like this show additionally go ahead and share it on those platforms tell your friends tell your enemies tell people that you want to get into podcasting it's a good time if you like podcasting and want to get into it as well this podcast is powered by Pinecast. Pinecast.com is a distribution platform which only costs five bucks a month and you're able to produce an unlimited number of episodes so if you like it try it it's a good time and as always i'm joseph byers saying watch the stars watch the sky watch everything and stay safe out there